Hello, everyone, and welcome to Artifacts. I'm your host, Mr. Gins. And today marks the 20th episode of Artifacts. So thank you to everyone who's been listening. And definitely stay tuned for more exciting artists this year. I'm excited. It's going to be great. But today's guest, I wanted to have her on for a while because she's a go-getter. And she started her own wedding photography business. And she always has a positive attitude. And I just think of her as like a warm hug. So please help me welcome Emma Peterson. Oh my gosh. You are so sweet. Oh my gosh. I've never been described as a warm hug before, but I love that. I think that, I think that's the vibe. Yes. Like cozy sweater hug. It's like a little cup of tea or coffee. That's definitely very positive. Always there helping. (laughs) You're just, you're just great. Oh my gosh. You're sweet. (laughs) (laughs) This is just going to be like a love fest between me and (laughs) each other and forever. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. (laughs) We woke into Loyola. Mm-hmm. And we were like in that dance club together. And then you'd always take photographs for the dance program. And you just take amazing photographs. One, <laughs> I don't know how you photograph dance because one, people are in motion. And two, if you've never seen the piece before, how do you know what to capture? I, <laughs> I don't it know. We'll talk about them. It can be a challenge, but we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, you have an eye that I... <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, it's February and, you know, I'm a sucker for love and weddings and rom-coms. So I thought it was a perfect time to like touch on wedding photography and all that you do and your journey. So yeah, let's get started. (laughs) I have a lot of energy right now. Um, (laughs) I love it. So you're currently in Chicago, but where are you from originally? So I'm originally from Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska specifically, and I moved to Chicago for college because originally I wanted to do something in the art world, but that had a steady paycheck. So I wanted to go into advertising. So I was like, okay, there's not a lot of that in Nebraska. So I moved to Chicago for college, where, which is where we met, and then worked in the ad- advertising industry for a couple of years and then transitioned into full-time photography. So as a child, what was your first exposure to art? Does it have to be photography? Yeah. Like, was it dance or was it something else? Uh, let's see. First exposure to art would have been dance classes when I was like two years old. So like that was definitely my first, you know, foray into the world of the arts in terms of like expressing myself because I wanted to, you know, dance classes as a kid were like something that your mom took you to and you just kind of like did. But when I actually chose to do it myself, which is actually funny that you asked this because my aunt actually just sent me a video of me at five years old at my cousin's baptism. So her son's baptism, I had stolen my mom's point and shoot camera and was walking around the ceremony or like the baptism itself. and was taking pictures of everything as it went. And then she sent me a second one where they're all sitting posed on the formal church steps. And I'm like standing back there with a the little point and shoot at five years old, like taking pictures of them as they're sitting there, you know, their former ones. It's not, it wasn't even like a parent was sitting there like also taking pictures to make sure they were good. They were just like, yeah, I can do it. Go ahead. <laughs> at five years old? I'm at five years old. So I like to say I started my business at five years old. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> my first professional shoot. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So then growing up, did you just take photos randomly of things? Like, what would you do? It was, photography has been a lifelong passion for me. It's always been something I've been drawn to. It's something that I just have never really gotten away from my literally my entire life. I started my first photography class when I was in seventh grade as a little, you know, middle school elective and like taking pictures of plants and my friends and like things that are fairly easy to take photographs of something I'm comfortable in. And then that sort of progressed into taking pictures of sports in high school for yearbook. And then also like starting in seniors and then college, it transformed to dance. And then now it's weddings and couples and doing all that good stuff. What drew you to photography, you think? 
Oh gosh. Or maybe it's, it's probably shifted since you were young to now, but yeah. it's, I think it started as being able to express myself creatively and just like capturing this really cool moment that I could show off to people of like, this is what I experienced and how I saw the world. And then it has transitioned now into being able to capture a moment and freeze that moment in time for someone to look back on for the rest of their life. So like weddings and couples and all that good stuff, being able to immortalize those really, really important memories for that they can look back on in five, 10, 20 years. So yeah, that's my driving force behind everything. So you said you took a class in seventh grade. So would you say then, well, I guess it's a combination of self-taught versus taking, you know, lessons and whatnot. Yeah. That's like photography is hard because it's not something that you can entirely learn just from a classroom. It's not like science where you just memorize facts. It's a practice. And, you know, the phrase practice makes perfect is definitely true for photography. So the more that you get out on your own and shoot and learn your camera and how it, you know, captures light will be kind of how you progress. So I'm finding that I want to interview people. They say it's a combination, yeah, of a little bit of innate talent, but then it takes a lot of practice. And I think people need to realize or don't realize that being an artist in any form is not just all fun. Like you have to look at your craft. You have to, you know, practice the, you know, how to draw figures and shapes or lighting. And then, yeah, how to set up a composition for a photograph and stuff like that. It doesn't come, yeah not always naturally for people. And then you get into like the side of not even the art itself, but then say you want to pursue that as your full-time thing. Then you got to worry about the money and the business side of it is what I'm discovering in the past couple of years is forming an official business is like, how do I'm, I'm not only an artist, but I'm also a business owner. Like I am responsible for this whole company and how do I run a company? I'm just like an artist that likes to take pictures of people, you know, but it's definitely a learning curve and you just kind of get used to juggling all the balls and you just kind of do it. <laughs> so before we talk about that decision, just run your own business. When I knew you, you were mainly photographing dance. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you do that? <laughs> how'd you learn that? Because that's hard for my yes. eye. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's a challenging, you know, going you, back. You are a dancer. So you kind of yes. know what to look mm-hmm. for. I think that helps tremendously. If I did not have a dance background, I have, would have no idea where to start. You know, you see commercials or photo like campaigns for huge marketing uh, agencies where they use dancers, but you're like, that is not proper technique. That is terrible. Like you as a dancer immediately know when this, whoever took the video or the photo does not have any sort of dance experience because they are, the form is, the technique is completely (laughs) off. So I think having, you know, the 20, 22 years of dance background really helped inform how I took those photos. And then also just like getting used to working with the dancers and the high movement speed and, you know, just taking as much as quickly as I can. And also, you know, like, really having a good sense of my technology and how it works. Because if you don't know how your camera works, then you're not going to be able to take those, you know, super fast, high movement speed images because you're too going to be too worried about, oh, I don't have the right settings or my shutter isn't fast enough or like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely challenging, but the more you practice at it, the better you'll get and the faster you'll get to be able to capture those really split second moments. How then do you photograph the artistic composition, I guess you would say? Similar to weddings and couples, I always try and tailor dance photography to that person. So I am not a huge fan of 
show me every single trick that you can do every high leg every high kick it's about I usually have dancers when I want to photograph them in a more less of like a performance aspect more of like a, these are their artistic dancer photos I usually let them improv and do what feels good for their body so I put on a little music I ask them like what kind of vibe if they're wanting like you know hold your folk deep dramatic or you know a bit more of like upbeat happy song and then honestly just like let them improv for like five to ten minutes and snap along the way and usually that results in like movements that are going to feel natural for a dancer's body and not going to feel too overly posed overly dramatic or something that just doesn't feel like them so being able to just photograph a moment and then being able to be like oh I really liked when you put your arm this way or when you like had your head up and your face like this then being able to take that and kind of tweak it to what looks best photographically is usually what works best for photographing dancers if that makes sense yeah because I remember like for the senior showcase photos we would like do our piece and then you would say hey wait can you go back to that and like hold that mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you're getting inspired by the piece or the dancer right. improv yeah it's all about highlighting the strengths of the dancer and making sure that they're photographed in the best light in the style that feels most like them what kind of camera do you use I currently use a Nikon. Uh, so I have two cameras. I have a Nikon D810, which is like actually discontinued now, which is really funny, but it's got a really great sensor for low light. And then I also use a D750. So lens wise, I usually stick to 85 and 35 for weddings. And if I'm doing like a ceremony or like a dance performance, I'll bring my 70 to 200 millimeter as well. That's like great in low light and then gets up really close when I'm far back from stage. <laughs> Not to get technical or anything, but... <laughs> And how would you describe your editing style? Because every That's photographer is different with, are they lighter? Are they a little more mm -hmm. darker? Are they more saturated? Like, how would you yeah. describe yours? That's a great question. Every photographer is different. I would say when I'm editing images, I want to enhance what's already there. So I'm not someone that's going to like put an overly intense preset or filter, whatever you want to call it on the images. I'm just heightening what's there in terms of colors, light, contrasts, all that kind of stuff. So my colors are definitely pretty intense because I'm, you know, fiber person, love warm tones and colors and all that good stuff. And I think you can definitely tell your photographs definitely have a style. Mm -hmm. There should be a style, but it shouldn't be overly dramatic, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it should be realistic. Yeah. Oh, as photography as a whole, I worry too much about editing styles becoming out of trend in like five to 10 years. Like that's like my ultimate worry is you looking back on your images in five years and being like, oh God, that filter is so 2014 or like oh, that printer is so 2014. Yeah. The selective color, those strong sepia tones or like overly yellow tea dipped images are just going to be out of or out of style already so like why would you try and focus on something that's going to be out of style in a few years if you're photographing for photos for the rest of your life that you want to remember a sense of timelessness right in the photos yeah, yeah. this raised a question in my head what are your thoughts on everyone is a photographer now with instagram and their phones and the phone cameras keep getting better and better like what are your thoughts on on that <laughs> I think it's great that cameras on phones are getting so advanced. And I think it really opens the door to creative expression that people didn't necessarily have before. You know, everybody's be kind of kind of becoming like a mini photographer and mini influencer, you know, can take good photos with their phone. And I think that's awesome in terms of creative expression. When it comes to professional photography, I don't think phones will ever match up to what you can do. Not only good equipment in a camera, but then also a trained eye and an artistic eye as a trained photographer. 
because someone that is just, you know, standing there with their phone is not going to create the same image as someone that's been doing that their entire life and trained as a photographer, like, you know, coming to your wedding day and like, You'll always be able to tell the difference between Uncle Joe with his camera, just, you know, like capturing terrible flash images and like, yeah, you'll have like a documentation of that day, but like, how good is it really going to be, you know? <laughs> hmm It also brings up the question of like candid photos. Yeah. Uh-huh. We love a good candid, yeah. right? You like a good- <laughs> I do like a good candid. Gotta love. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny that this is getting really deep. Like Instagram is all about presenting your best self, but yet we still love those candidates where it's presenting a little more real side to you, but then also yeah. it's post candidates. <laughs> right. You know, it's an interesting overall trend of social media in general. I feel like from when social media first started, it was all about posting every single second of your life. It didn't really matter. Like back in like 2010 era, Tumblr, all that good stuff. It was all about, you know, posting every single second that you can, like, it didn't really matter if it was really that great of a picture. And then slowly through like 2014, 2016, 2018, we got into like a very highly curated, very perfect all the time sort of social media uh, sphere of like how, what is considered the best accounts on social media. And now I feel like we're kind of transitioning back into a curated, you know, messiness, I think is how I would put it of like, like, I don't want to look overly posed or overly, you know, edited. I just want to like be myself, but still have like, you know, it's a vibe. It's an aesthetic kind of thing. Yes. It's like the blurry photo or like, oh, you caught me off guard. Right. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Exactly. How did you transition before creating your own business into weddings? Was, did someone ask you to do one or you're just kind of like, let me try this out. What was that process? Yeah. So through college, I loved photographing dancers so much and my friends were dancers and it was just a great way to like spend time with them and they needed photos for their portfolio. So like, why not do that? And I got out of college and I realized like, you know, like as much as I love dance photography, what I really loved was being able to like capture memories and create some really beautiful pieces of art for people to hang in their homes and like have for the rest of your life something that has a little bit more meaning it isn't just like you know a photo on a website so I came upon couples and weddings which started with one of my best friends from high school getting married and asking me she asked me to do her wedding photography and I was like I've never done this before but like I'm terrified but I'm going to plan on every single detail my type a eldest daughter energy was popping (laughs) off and I planned every single detail about wedding day didn't miss a shot and like I still look back on those pictures I'm like wow those are pretty great (laughs) okay Do you have a second shooter? Is it just you? It depends on the wedding. Uh, So usually if it's a bigger wedding day, I'll like bring a second shooter with me. And it also depends on what package people decide to go with if they want a second shooter or not. And having a second shooter is really helpful when I can just kind of focus on, you know, the bigger moments and making sure the day is running smoothly, like the couple is happy. And then I usually task my second photographer with making sure to capture as many tiny little moments as you can, you know, those in-between moments, like when I'm like directing the bride and groom, the wedding parties in the back, you know, being all goofy and weird or, you know, having a shot of something that's a fun photograph, you know, those sorts of pictures that I wouldn't be able to take because I'm focusing on the couple, you know, that sort of stuff. So I guess then when you're, when, when you are doing a wedding, what is your ultimate goal? Mm-hmm. Is it different, does it differ with each couple? They tell you, Hey, this is what I want. Or do you give them suggestions? I'm so like, I don't know. Cause I'm not married. So I don't know how it goes, but I'm like curious. You know, it's, it's a hard question to just like give a straight answer. When I approach wedding photography, I, my ultimate goal is to capture how that day felt. 
and capturing every single moment I can and crafting that into a narrative that tells the story of someone's wedding day. Because I want people to be able to like open their wedding album in 10, 15, 20 years and be able to look back and be like, oh my gosh, I can feel every happy emotion, every love-filled moment, every tear. I'm like re-experiencing my wedding day again by looking at those pictures. So that's like my ultimate goal. How I actually go about approaching that is getting to know the couple really well before the wedding day. So I learn what's important to them, their, about their relationship, about their families, making sure that I have a very good sense of who they are as people and who their families are, you know, as people as well. And then using that to inform how I photograph their wedding day. So if someone's like a really happy, upbeat couple, I'm going to make sure I capture all of those really happy, upbeat moments. Cause that's like who they are. And that's their story. If someone has like, you know, a really heartfelt emotional family story, say like somebody's dad was diagnosed with cancer and they're moving up their wedding to like make sure that their dad is at their wedding day. I'm going to make sure to capture as many pictures of that dad as possible, you know? So it's about tailoring the experience to the couple and who they are as people, and then using that to tell their story in the best way that I can. Because every couple's different. Every story's different. How they came together. Every wedding is different too. Like no wedding is cookie cutter as much as you can say, like you're gonna have a ceremony, you're gonna have a first look, and you're gonna have all of these different things. Like every wedding is different and tailored to the couple and what they care most about and the people they care most about too. So wedding photography should reflect that as well. You've seen so much. So I want to know some trends, some common Mm -hmm. things you've seen with weddings. Oh gosh, emerging trends, I think for 2022, I can speak best to the Chicago market and what I see mostly in weddings that I photographed or weddings that I have coming up. Uh, So I can't speak for like, these are the trends for 2022 for the country as a whole, you know, that sort of thing. What I see a lot coming up is a lot more, either focusing a lot more on the black and white chic aesthetic of like champagne towers and tuxes and like getting very chic and very fancy with your wedding or a lot more of like bright colors, pops of color, more retro inspired design. Boho is kind of shifting. I feel like a little bit away from the pompous grass into more of like disco balls and fun 70s retro inspired trends, if that makes sense. So like, those are like what I see most often. And then also like incorporating as many untraditional elements in your wedding as you can. So it's no longer like okay, our main focus of the day is the formal family portraits on posed on the church steps if you're getting married in a church. Like couples are going to McDonald's on their wedding day and having donut walls instead of cake and like doing anything you can to kind of differentiate yourself and show your personality as a couple, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So what's been the most, I guess, different wedding you've been a part of? I have a wedding this summer that's going to be less of like a wedding wedding and more of a party with their family and friends, if that makes sense. So it's not a traditional ceremony in a church. They're getting married at like, they're renting out basically like a huge old mansion where they're having all of their friends together. They're not having a wedding party. They're not having like anything super overly formal. Uh, It's just going to be a party to spend time with their people. I think they're doing like a small ceremony of like, do you say I do? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And then like they're married and that's kind of the whole thing. And then they just really focus on spending time with all of their people. So it's not necessarily about the photos or, you know, the entire hoopla of the day. It's just about really spending that intentional time with their people, which I think is great. And like photography doesn't have to be the end all be all of your wedding day. Like you can incorporate those moments in other ways and just focus more on the candid photography rather than the post photographs. So it's definitely an interesting approach to a wedding that I'm really excited to see play out for sure. So you have to be like 
not only the photographer, you have to make sure everything goes smoothly for the bride, like weather, crying, you know, like it's, it's about being more than a photographer. So like the mentality, a lot of photographers adopt is this like bonus bridesmaid kind of mentality of like, I'm going to be there for everything on your wedding day to hold your bouquet. I'm going to carry your train, bustle your dress. And then also you hand you a tissue and make sure you've eaten that day. You know, your photographer is a lot more than just someone that shows up to take pictures or at least like in most of the photographers I know adopt that helper mentality rather than um, someone that's a little bit more standoffish. And like, it really all depends on who you are as a photographer and what you value, because there are people that do photography in a sense that's you are completely removed from the day and just letting it happen in front of you. And like, that is definitely an artistic form and a way to approach it. I see more often people being that helper and being able to like be there for every single part of the day and making sure that it runs smoothly so that the bride and groom have like the best day ever. I would so much rather like take on any stress that I can during a wedding to make sure that the bride and groom have a great day. Like here, mother-in-law, come on over. You're going to help me with some photographic details, like while you are going to stop bothering the bride, you know? (laughs) That's interesting. Like there's some photographers, which I can see the value in just standing back and letting it all Mm -hmm. unfold. Yeah. But then there's also, you know, where you get to know a little more of the family and you're involved. I just think there's just both. It's definitely an artistic choice and like something that I think if I was going to like name it a trend coming up, taking a completely hands-off experience of you're still getting to know everyone in the family and the family values, but you're not quite as hands-on of like, I'm going to take you and pose you for 20 minutes and like get pictures of just you two. It's a completely candid documentary experience of like just letting the day happen, how it happens, and then photographing, using that to inform how you photograph it rather than posed photographs, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like to find a happy medium, you know, Mm -hmm. using documentary influence, but not being a total bystander, still being involved in helping and like posing and like all that kind of stuff to make you comfortable, but still capturing those more documentary moments as well. So then you were at an advertising job and you decided, hey, I'm going to make this a real, my full-time gig. What was that decision like? And what have you, I guess, learned from owning your own business? Oh gosh, that's a loaded question. Okay. So how's that decision how that decision come about (laughs) well first I came into college as a photography major and then I got into the photography classes and my degree or the program I was in was much more focused on like here's how you be a photographer as an artist specifically like you're in galleries you're like creating art for the sake of art. And I was much more drawn to the idea of using art with the intersection of strategy and making sure that, you know, whatever you're making has some sort of, I don't want to say purpose because art can be art, you know, on its own, but I was a lot more attracted to the more commercial work of photography, which led me into advertising because I wanted to be an artist, but I also wanted like a steady job coming out of college because I was terrified. I was like spending all this money on college. And then like, what if I just like, don't, have anything after college, which led me to the world of advertising, which was a happy medium between being an artist and working in a corporate world. So I became a designer and I went through the whole program of creative advertising and then ended up getting a job in an agency as a designer. When it came down to deciding what I wanted to do with my life, it was really just a focus of what mattered for me in terms of what kind of art I was creating. So it was less about creating 
for these worldwide brands, which was really cool, but I was creating things like banner ads or social posts that people just scroll past in 0.2 seconds. Like nobody actually cares about what a brand is saying or doing, you know, unless it's something, you know, really cool. I transitioned into loving more creating memories, you know, documenting people's lives and what they're going to cherish for the rest of their lives. And that really was worth sacrificing the steady income and, you know, hating my life every day working a corporate job. And so then I was like, you know what, as, as much as scary as it is to try and leave this steady world and venture out on my own and start my own business, it was worth it to me in the end. And I quit my job last summer, I think it was like June and it was the best decision I ever made. Like I'm so much happier now that I'm like working for myself and being able to, you know, do what I want with my days and take a day off if I need it. And although I do miss, you know, the structured holidays and being able to take off time because now I'm thinking about my business 24 seven, but to me, it's worth it. And the business side, what have you learned? The business side can be really hard for someone that has like an artist mind, like a lot of photographers and, you know, small business artists do it's really intimidating to suddenly start diving into the world of biz- official business formation and taxes and legal stuff and all of that kind of stuff. And it was terrifying. Though, like the minute that I pressed like register for that LLC, I was like, oh my God, this is so scary. Uh, but at the end of the day, you just like have to go for it. And you're always going to be making mistakes along the way. Nothing can be perfect. So you kind of just have to like run with it and go and prioritize your time and getting as much done as you can rather than like spending every single second on making sure everything is perfect. You have to market yourself and branding and your website. You hired a design company to then rebrand your website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exciting. Which is so exciting. It's like, it's interesting, this world of you are your business, if that makes sense. So you are a brand, you are you are a photographer, but you are your business. So you kind of have to find the balance between using strategy to inform how you're marketing self and how you're presenting yourself online, but then also staying true to who you are. So it's an interesting dichotomy of like finding your niche, your business niche where you can like, where nobody else is saying what you're saying, but then also making sure that like, is that who you are? Is that what you want to focus on? Is that like your values and does that represent yourself online? So it's a very interesting dichotomy of trying to find a happy medium between those two things. I think any artist, like a dancer or I guess you could say a writer or a filmmaker, you're creating what you want, but then I guess, yeah, how you represent yourself mm-hmm. and that creation to the world right. then takes a turn of, okay, yeah, mesh both of those together. Who are some of your photographers that you really inspire you? Oh gosh, that's so hard. There's so many, like everyone that I see inspires me in every way. So it's like a culmination of literally everything that I see everywhere. That's really inspiring. I think if I had to pick out a few specifically, I virtually attended a summit. I think it was like over Thanksgiving this past year uh, for the wedding photography summit by Jai Long and Jonas Peterson spoke at no relation. Emma I Peterson. love it. That's the same last no name. Relation yeah. there. Uh, but <laughs> he focuses, he's more of that documentary style photographer and his work is gorgeous. He like hearing him speak, I like cried like three times, like just as he was speaking. And he focuses really on, on like telling our story, impact, like having those moments of impact through photography that like is so uniquely the couple that like, it's insane. Like if you like look them up, I'll send you the link to his Instagram because he's just like a very down to earth, very intentional person that like I 
try and take those principles and, and emulate in my own work. All right. Well, before we end, let's do some rapid fire questions. What is your bucket list place or ideal place to shoot a photograph? Oh, any gosh. photograph, wedding or not? Uh, my top three list of like dream locations would be like somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, like Olympic National Park, uh, doing an elopement there, or like Scotland in a castle doing a wedding there, or like number three, somewhere in the Southwest, or maybe Hawaii. I always put Hawaii as my number three. Have you photographed anywhere? So I know for a wedding, at least outside mm-hmm. of the U.S.? Yeah, uh, not yet. I do have a wedding booked in May of 2023 in Toronto. So I'll be going there. And then I think I have, I'm going to Greece in 2023 as well. So I'm probably going to set up something then and Alaska this year for personal reasons, both Greece and Alaska. So I'll go uh, maybe try and set up some styled shoes so I can market to those areas. What would be your first wedding dance song? Oh, oh gosh, that's so hard. Like what kind of vibe are you going for? I, the first song that comes to my head would be A Sunday Kind of Love by Etta James. Uh, just because it's like soft, classic, romantic, and like my boyfriend and I dance in the kitchen to it all the time. But that's like a little bit, I don't want to say cliche, but like it's a very expected first dance song. So I don't know if I want to do that. But that's what I would say at the moment. I haven't thought like a ton about it. Okay, okay. So when you're photographing weddings or when you're not doing that, what do you like to do for yourself? Oh gosh, I love landscape photography. So like the arts truly just encompasses every single like moment of my life and my boyfriend and I love camping and being outdoors so we'll go we'll like try and take as many camping weekends as we can when I'm not like photographing weddings and we'll like go up to the upper peninsula of Michigan we've been to Door County we've been up at like the Boundary Waters in Minnesota we actually just went to the Indiana Dunes this weekend and which is a national park and state park and we like did a little like January weekend away for anniversary and it was nice being able to just like be outside and like photograph the beauty of the planet and it's a really life-giving experience for me also love how he's a photographer too yes it's great he's like my preferred shooter and he comes to with me to weddings all the time and it's awesome yeah that's so cute that's that's (laughs) (laughs) would you want to do a summer fall winter or spring wedding well my entire like adult life I've been like fall wedding fall wedding I love like warm rest tones and like all just fall but fall is my favorite season and then now that I'm a wedding photographer, the busiest time of my year is fall. So I'm currently like, I have no idea. We'll just kind of get married when we get married. Right now, I think like May would be a good, a good time where it's warm, but it's before my season starts. So I'm not like too overwhelmed with editing and sessions all the time and all that kind of stuff. So I can really take off time and enjoy the process before and after the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite place in Chicago to uh, photograph? Oh, it's so hard because it, every every place is different. Every vibe is different. I think if I had to pick a place, the classic North Avenue beach for the skyline views, because you can get like a beach sort of setting where it's more just like lake view, but then you can also get all of those wonderful skyline views as well. So it's kind of every photographer's favorite place because it's just so gorgeous. <laughs> it is. It's just like, it's like set up. The shot is set up for you. You don't have to yep. do much. Yeah, it's great. What is your favorite, like, engagement story or moment that you've been able to capture oh gosh that's also hard because every story is great and just wonderful I think my favorite how you met story was a couple whose wedding I shot this fall uh Eden and Jordan they 
uh, they met at PetSmart. She was a cashier and Jordan was checking out food for his bunnies. And he like bought all the food was like, whatever. And she was like, oh, he's really cute. I want to like get his information. So she copied the information from his rewards program and like <laughs> got his name and like some phone number or something from that, which is like totally illegal, by the way. Uh, and then like contacted him after he left and got all of his food. And which is funny is because uh, he told me, he was like, yeah, I was like really nervous walking into PetSmart because I had seen uh, Eden, now his wife, at the check stand before. And like, if I told myself if she was there, I was going to say something. I was going to like, you know, make a move. I think he said something along the lines of, I like your glasses. And that was his big move. And then obviously they ended up working out great. They had their first date on Valentine's Day, which is like a ballsy move that, you know, ended up working out because now they're married. That's so cute. I can't take it. Yeah. He goes, I like your glasses. Yeah. I like your glasses. She was like, wow. Soon. (laughs) Soon. Soon. I'm going to engage now. Oh, it's so cute. Oh. Well, that is a wrap for the for the interview. I think we took over yeah. a lot of good stuff. Like, I want to get married now. Let's <laughs> do this. So you can reach Emma and check out her photography at emmapetersonphotography.com. There you can see what packages that uh, she offers. And if you can follow her on Instagram at emmapetersonphoto. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. This has been so fun. I'm glad we got to catch up. Yeah, me too. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was so great. Thank you for listening to like all my rants on like all my passionate rants on everything that I love. No, we love passionate people about the art. That's why we're here. There has to be, you have to have passionate people somewhere. Everyone should. (laughs) Well, thank you to everyone else who's been listening in and stay tuned for another episode next month. Yay. Yay.